Welcome to That Guy Game Reviews, where we're going to take a trip back into my childhood as we discuss G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Now, I know what most of you might be saying, hey, that game is more towards the current crop. And you're right, it is. But G.I. Joe is also a mainstay of my childhood, so definitely looking forward to checking that out. And of course, we'll go ahead and go through some gaming news, as well as also talk about some future plans for the podcast. So grab your Saturday morning bowl of cereal and let's go. course we go ahead and come to the gaming news so first off coming in from nintendo life uh just actually posted here about 40 minutes ago uh we have a new entry in the arcade archives curry kenton which is a 1988 taito side-scrolling action beat-em-up now i will say that when it comes to a lot of these side-scrolling beat-em-ups they've damn near been knocking these things out of the park i've been seeing them both on the capcom beat-em-up collection the arcade stadium as well as also some of the other arcade archives, namely the one that sticks out to me off the top of my head is Sengoku 3. I will say that for $8, you get a damn near arcade perfect experience. The only thing you're really missing is just the stand-up cabinet and the loud, obnoxious music playing overhead. Now, coming into a second, there's actually a rumor coming in from PC Gamer that Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and San Andreas are getting remasters this year. Now, currently they are on track to look at a holiday 2021 release. Uh, anybody who was around when PlayStation 2 was the big thing will definitely remember all three of those titles. I'll openly admit, I'm old enough to remember when Grand Theft Auto was a top-down game, not to mention uh, all the controversy it started. So. I mean, at that point, it kind of the case of it is what it is. Now, one more piece of news, just because at that point, you know, we always go with the rule of three. Uh, looks like the folks who designed Back for Blood have seen the issues for the matchmaking, and they're already going through and saying, hey, you know, we recognize these issues. We definitely want to make sure that we get these things fixed five minutes ago. And then at that point, once they go and they do that, they'll make sure everything's good to go. The game's already gone to gold, meaning that at that point, they're already starting to print the discs, start getting those ready to go. So I would not honestly be surprised to see a day one patch. Hopefully it doesn't end up like what happened for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, but that, as they say, is another argument for another day. On that note, that's gaming news. Let's go ahead and dive into the review. now we come into the review. G.I. Joe Operation Blackout is a third-person shooter game based on Hasbro's G.I. Joe Toyland, which was released for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One back around the 13th of October 2020, and then later on for Microsoft Windows on December 14th, 2020. So this is relatively new. I mean, we're coming into, give or take, about a year old. I will say that this game is not without its merits, but also not without its share of difficulties. Long story short, you'll be playing as both the Joes as well as also the Cobra, talking about the whole scenario of how do we prevent Cobra from going through and taking over the world. So this is a third-person shooter, meaning that you see behind your character's back, very similar to ones such as Tom Clancy's The Division, 
um, certain settings on Borderlands, but you know, overall, not a bad setup. I do kind of like the third person just because I feel personally I can aim better, but that's another argument for another day. Now, the premise is simple. Basically, Cobra's taken over the world. They've used what's called the Blackout Sphere to knock out electronics. Think, think of it this way. Think of it as one big EMP blast that just keeps going over and over and over again. So, of course, it's up to G.I. Joe to put a stop to it. Now, one thing that kind of gets on my nerves is that you're constantly alternating between the Joes and the Cobras. The way I see it, it's either one or the other. You know, you don't necessarily spend three missions playing as the Joes and then turn around and spend three missions playing as Cobra. It's a very unpredictable order. Now, to that effect, I will say one of the nice things about it is that you can pick from some of the different characters. You'll normally have two characters assigned for each stage of the mission. For instance, you'll have on the Cobra side, you'll have one where you're playing the Storm Shadow or Cobra Commander. And then on the Joe side, you'd have one where you play as Roadblock or Scarlet, which in all honesty sounds like kind of a nod to the G.I. Joe Retaliation movie. Now, was this one that was a potential cash-in for the upcoming G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes movie? I don't think so. I think if anything, um, this was Game Mill's attempt at trying to get in on it. And the animation looks really fluid. I will give them that. It looks really solid. You get a lot of the whole comic book effect, which some people have said yes, some people have said no. Now, I do have some grievances that I do need to air. Number one, the difficulty. Dear God in heaven, the difficulty is just unreal. Let me explain. You have four stages going all the way up to Real American Hero. You know, I mean, as y'all know, that's what they call G.I. Joe is a Real American Hero. Here's the rub. If you're playing on 50%, it should not feel like you're playing on expert mode. I cannot tell you how many times I had to replace certain missions just so that I could actually go through and make it to the tail end. I finally gave up and I had to go through and knock it all the way down to the easiest mode, which is action figure. But at the same time, you don't want to make it to where the opponents are bullet spongy. I know that was actually a valid point that I brought up during one of my sessions with Cool Cat Terry over at Just a Glimpse. By the way, if y'all are listening, I strongly recommend give her a listen. She is an awesome podcaster. I'm all for difficulty in a game if it's done right. You know, for instance, you can give them a little bit better armor, a little bit better weapons, make the AI a little bit smarter, which in that regard, that's going to lead me to my second grievance with this game, the partner AI. I get it that they wanted this game to be more of a couch co-op where, you know, you have a friend sitting with you, but at the same time, you may not have somebody readily at hand, especially right now in this day and age with COVID going on. So your partner should have at least some semblance of what the hell they're doing. A good example of this, Army of Two. I will tell you that yes, it was not without its merit, or not without its faults rather, but at the same time, it did also go through and give you a somewhat reliable AI partner. I will tell you, I played through all three of the games and the AI only got better as time went on. But are we talking about Army of Two or are we talking about GI Joe Operation Blackout? Now, I will say that the assortment of characters you get to use is pretty slick. 
Uh, I find that the missions where I get to play with Snake Eyes on the Joe side or Cobra Commander on the Cobra side, not bad at all, you know. So at least I have to give them props for the controls as well as also the art style. But if you're talking about a partner AI who doesn't know their butt from a hole in the ground and just unrealistic difficulty, I mean, you know, we're really talking just smasher controller type difficulty. Now, overall, would I say that this is a fun time killer? To an extent, yes. If you're sitting around with a buddy and y'all got nothing to do, it's a good time killer. But if you're looking for something that gives you that real army type combat uh, situation, I would say if anything, stick with maybe a Call of Duty, The Division, um, hell, even Rainbow Six Siege. So my final rating on G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, I'm going to rate this a one and a half out of five. You know, what do I think they could have done better? Number one, fix the difficulty. You know, I'm not saying make it so easy that a caveman could do it. But at that same point, I am saying don't make it so relentlessly difficult. I mean, when this game came out, it was already retailing for $60. You know, let's call it the equivalent of that. When I picked it up, granted it was used, but it was already in the $10 bin at GameStop. So that ought to tell you something. If your game is less than a year old and you're already hitting the $10 bin, something here ain't stirring the Kool-Aid. Now, second thing that they could have fixed, the partner AI. Again, if somebody's going to be watching my back in a firefight, I don't want them standing in front of me while I'm taking shots at the enemy. And number three, my biggest gripe of all, give us some form of a revive option now i'm not saying that you should just automatically respawn and call it a day but again borrowing from the army of two franchise if your character goes down your partner should be able to run over pick you up and there are games that have done this again army of two gears of war just to name a couple of them or even the division you have some sort of a revive option but with this you could be on second one of a of a 15 minute timer trying to work your way through, you fall at second one, you gotta start the whole thing over again. So that's where that difficulty comes into play. Overall, again, if you're looking for something kind of entry level, something you know fun, a time killer, sit, sit around, knock back a few beers, go for it. But if you're looking for something really give you that GI Joe experience, give this one a hard pass. So as always, I'm always interested to hear y'all's thoughts. That guy game reviews at gmail.com, facebook.com slash that guy game reviews, as well as also anchor.fm slash messages slash that guy game reviews. Uh, we do have a couple big projects coming up here in the coming days ahead. Uh, one of which is a tribute episode to my late father, Jim McMillan, uh, who sadly passed away on July the 28th of this year. So I'll be getting together with both Matt and Chris, my brothers. Uh, you all may know Chris as the official That Guy Game Reviews bartender. Uh, but we'll just be talking about some of our favorite memories and some of the fun times we had video gaming with my dad. Uh, 
also be looking at more of the retro side of things, you know, as we see more titles dropped on the NES online. And who knows, you know, maybe if I'm really feeling crazy, really feeling adventurous, I might actually even start looking into reviewing mobile games. It's not necessarily that I'm hitting the bottom of the barrel, is that I am trying to actually go through and expand my portfolio here. I want it to be where, hey, y'all ask for my best, I want to give you nothing less than that. Um, above all else, I would say, kind of circling back on the whole tribute episode here, if y'all are able to, please donate to the American Cancer Society. I'm not saying this in a official capacity, but more just somebody out there who has lost a couple of people that he's close to to cancer. Um, the other one, which being my late mother-in-law. Um, again, God rest their souls. You know, but definitely donate to the American Cancer Society. Let's put this thing in the ground. Let's go through, let's make a goal that by 2030, cancer's eradicated. So on that note, this is Sean from That Guy Game Reviews. Y'all be safe, y'all be good to one another, and I'll see you next time.